you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Pre-alcohol produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/cbs to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/cbs and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know, with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba, and booking a war travel with your card means saving fifteen percent on Delta flights. You know, kissing under the bridge of sighs guarantees eternal love because you're the long distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff fifteen discount not applicable to partner operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day. That's three percent on your favorite products at Apple, two percent on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and one percent on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. 
be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This is the Ion Travel Podcast with CBS News Travel Editor Peter Greenberg, presented by Clear. Enroll today at clearme.com slash Peter and try Clear at the busiest airports nationwide. Hi, everybody. Peter Greenberg here, and welcome to another edition of the Ion Travel Podcast. This week, as the world continues to open to vaccinated travelers, we flew to Ireland, Dublin to be specific, to update the situation. First up, the senior travel editor for The Independent in London, Simon Calder, on how Europe is preparing for the great invasion of vaccinated foreign travelers to the U.S. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great-tasting, high-quality organic dairy ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. Hardly ever get a chance to see him in person, although I did it about a month and a half ago when we were in London. Now we're back in Dublin. We're doing it on the phone with our good pal, the senior travel editor of The Independent in the United Kingdom, Simon Calder. Simon, welcome back. Uh, Peter, great to talk to you. And my goodness, I wish I were with you in beautiful Dublin. What a great city. Um, Would you believe that for uh, a lot of us, for a lot of the uh, past few months, the only country in the world that anybody in the UK can visit without any quarantine, without any testing, has been Ireland. So um, I've, of course, uh, been over there at every possible opportunity. Um, And the great thing is, if you, when you're coming back to the UK, all you do is jump on a plane and that's it. No need to do anything else. It's a wonderfully liberating feeling. It is. And no quarantine as long as you can show proof of vaccination. Although I will say now we have November 8th coming up. The United States has already announced it's opening its doors to, to fully vaccinated uh, travelers from the European Union, from the United Kingdom, Ireland, Brazil, China, and uh, India. And, of course, the bookings to the U.S. have gone through the roof. Uh, they went up within the first 24 hours, something like 750 percent. But there are some new rules that the U.S. has just announced. Uh, there are. And goodness, this is um, really uh, something which kind of consumed the first 24 hours from when these were announced by the White House, uh, what, on um, on Monday evening uh, Irish time. So, yes, the US um, has come up with a, a, a policy which is to some extent mirroring what other countries are doing, basically just saying, if you are not an American and you want to come here, you've got to be fully vaccinated. Now, right. there are a few, a, a few um, exemptions to that. If you uh, clinically are unable to be vaccinated, um, if you are, for example, you've got special diplomatic or United Nations status, um, or indeed if you are, are somebody who has taken part in clinical trials for uh, vaccines, then you may be able to get in without a, a standard uh, proof of having been fully vaccinated. And and that's a, a really big change. And 
it puts the US on the same sort of level as everyone else. And I've, I've had so many people, because you'll be aware that uh, you know, five million or more British adults are not vaccinated and they most of them seem to have got on to me and said hang on we, we've we've checked this and we think we're allowed in with a test well i'm sorry unless you are in one of the very narrow range of of, of uh, people who are allowed in without um, being fully vaccinated you're not not coming in but the great relief for lots of families and goodness me uh, we we've missed florida and california and uh, New York over here. Um, that f- for us, the uh, great news is that um, children, anyone under 18, doesn't have to have a vaccination. Um, they do, however, need a test before they set off. Right. So they're going to have to, well, everybody's going to need a test before they set off. That's the rule that we have to comply with going back to our own home country, right? We have to have that negative COVID 19 test within 72 hours of our return to the US from any foreign country. Uh, sure. Yes. So, so, and we're we're kind of quite used to that idea in the UK right now. We also have the um, the one that you would have been um, subject to last time you were here, which is a test uh, within the two days after you arrive in the UK. And again, that's that's a bit of an outlier. Nobody else uh, requires that. The US will not require either quarantine or further testing on arrival once you get to the US. And again, that's great news, but um, only for people who have been fully vaccinated. So let's go back to some numbers here. I'm, I'm also interested to know that if you're under 18, you're not being required to be vaccinated, correct? Uh, that's absolutely right. So so uh, you have to, that's assuming that you are traveling with vaccinated adults. Got it. And and so there will be some kind of anomalies whereby uh, if it's an American citizen and there is no you know, American citizens are allowed to return to the US, of course they are. Um, and if they have uh, an under 18, then the testing requirement actually comes down to just 24 hours before you uh, depart for the US. Um, but but uh, it's, it's generally very good news for, for families, which is why, as you alluded to, we have seen such soaring fares. Um, just on the uh, very first flight out, which uh, British Airways and Virgin Atlantic, the two great rivals in terms of long-haul air travel, have actually settled their differences. They are so delighted at being able to serve the US once again for significant numbers of passengers um, that at 8.30 UK time on the 8th of November, uh, they will both set off at the same time from London Heathrow, taking off on parallel runways, can you believe? And then, um, well, I'm assuming one of them will take the lead and they will race across to New York JFK, uh, where they should be touching down around about um, 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, and that will signal that uh, the, the, the US is open for business once again, hugely, I imagine, to the relief of many tourist businesses in the US, though, of course, an awful lot of Americans have um, uh, returned to the uh, wonders of of their own country. So perhaps they're not feeling it as much as the U- UK, for example, is feeling the absence of American visitors. Hey, Simon, am I right in in, in, uh, in the report that I saw that, that British Airways is renaming that flight, Flight One? Uh, they they exactly are, yes. Um, now, anybody who's old enough, and, and I couldn't believe, uh, Peter, it was just um, uh, 18 years ago this week that the very last Concorde flight 
touchdown at London Heathrow, again flying from New York JFK. That was the end of the supersonic travel era. And the uh, flight out always used to be known as as BA-1. Um, and that, that name was then, uh, sorry, that flight number was then given to an interesting operation, which lasted a few years, out of uh, London City Airport. I took that flight as well, yes. Yeah, the downtown airport had to stop in um, Shannon in, in Ireland, where you are, or, or across the other side of uh, the, the Republic anyway, to refuel and then continued. That uh, was one of the many, many casualties of uh, the COVID pandemic that doesn't exist anymore. And therefore... It's uh, um, BA1 is a uh, is a flight number they don't use, but they are bringing it back, especially for that flight. And I also I also heard a rumor that they're even going to take out of mothballs one of their A380s. Oh, they are. And, and let me tell you what's happened. Um, there, there was one actually earlier this week on Tuesday, 26. Um, they they um, took took an Airbus A380 for a spin. Now. Um, I appreciate that uh, no U.S. airline has um, operated one of these double-deck uh, uh, passenger planes um, that they, they are uh, exclusively the preserve of, of um, foreign airlines. But among travellers, they have a really good reputation. Um, there's, there's a lot more space. I love particularly the um, the upper deck in economy. Me too. Me too. Um, you've just got eight seats abreast. It feels really kind of intimate and quiet and everything. Um, and uh, BA is, is bringing those back. But initially, the only US routes will be from Miami and I understand later from uh, LAX, possibly from Dallas, Fort Worth as well, across to London. It won't be used on the on the premier route, the uh, uh, New York JFK to London Heathrow route, simply because that uh, well, uh, the, the business travellers who previously at least have bankrolled uh, that route are they're not there. Uh, they're, they're, well, they're, they're not there, and even when <laughs> when they are there, they want frequency. They don't want big aircraft. They just want a flight every half hour. <laughs> Simon, I've been seeing airfares, and I talked about this earlier in the show, of about $359 round trip from New York to uh, to Dublin. And you can't get you know a $359 round trip ticket from New York to Chicago. <laughs> there are some fantastic deals around. And um, yeah, the transatlantic airlines are going to find the going really, really tough for uh, certainly months, possibly years. Indeed, on uh, Tuesday, when um, Heathrow Airport in London came out with its financial figures for the first nine months of this year, they were saying the earliest that they see traffic returning to 2019 levels is 2026. And I mean, you've, you've looked at many, many predictions. I know people but I've not heard one so far ahead. That's uh, that just shows how tough it is. Mainly, the, the pain is being felt in in the UK, and that is partly because of the um, unusual rules that the UK applies. I mean, if you're coming into uh, Ireland, as as far as I know from the US, it's very straightforward. It is. It is. You simply take a test uh, um, uh, to to go back to the US. To, to go back to the US and that's it and and no other you know, just proof of vaccination so so that's a lot easier in the UK you have to um, uh, get a test after arrival somewhere between um, one hour and 72 hours after you arrive it's expensive it's annoying it adds a great deal of complexity to the whole exercise and it's um, helping to deter tourists so that 
feeds through to low um, flight prices. It also feeds through to uh, low hotel prices. And certainly in all the tourism hotspots um, that, that, uh, where American visitors are most widely missed, and that means central London, it means places like Stratford-on-Avon, Bath, uh, York, um, Chester and Edinburgh, um, not to mention the uh, Scottish Highlands, there's some really good deals around. And of course, we're just going into November. As a traveller seeking a bargain, it's my absolute favourite month um, <laughs> because there's, there's uh, wherever you're heading in the world, um, uh, it, it, it's pretty much low season. It is, and but you know, but traditionally it's been low season. It's not a surprise, with the exception maybe of that four or five day Thanksgiving Day weekend in the United States. But this year, I think all the seasonality is thrown out the window uh, because a lot of people are going to be flying. The real question is, can you find the bargains, and in which direction do you want to find the bargains? Uh, right now, right now, uh, I'm fully aware that that three hundred and fifty nine dollar fare is coming back into the market around November 16th. So for people who want to be you know, strategic, smart travelers, look for that fare and book it because you're never going to see anything lower. Sure. And and important to note that um, the there's so much pent-up demand among people who have just been separated from loved ones in the US for so long that immediately that the gates open, remember it's um, 12.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 8th of November, um, there, there will just be thousands upon thousands of people who are bidding up the costs of flights. So we talked about BA1, that very first flight out of London Heathrow. Um, the cheapest uh, economy seat, uh, coach class, is going to be $1,000 one way on that. Whoa, whoa. Um, and and uh, so so if you're not absolutely desperate to travel, then um, just give it a couple of weeks, and then uh, prices, demand, and prices will subside. Then there will certainly be uh, bargains for the taking, and I'm looking forward to getting across to the US as soon as I can. I'm, can I tell you how I'm doing it? I'm actually getting a pretty good fare, about um, 250 US from London to Toronto. Oh my goodness! And. and- and then you're sneaking down from there, yeah. Flying out on the 7th, I am then um, going to uh, uh, get across to the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. I'm going to wait there, have some dinner, and at one minute past midnight, I'll join what I imagine is going to be quite a long line of people waiting to cross the border. We haven't yet had absolute confirmation, or I've not seen it, of um, uh, what the land arrangements will be at the moment, of course, um, as, as I speak to you, the... Uh, that the, the land frontiers from both Mexico and Canada are closed, but they will be open. They will be open on the eighth, I, I believe. Yes, uh, absolutely. And um, so I'm going to walk in and um, hopefully get there before most other Brits and celebrate uh, the joy of being somewhere. I was I was <laughs> lucky enough to be um, in in um, California, in Nevada, in Florida in February 2020. You know what? I, I got to stop you right now. You know what? It's not enough that you get a $250 fare to the United States. You also have to be first across the border. You show off. <laughs> You're a show off. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no, no. Desperate, desperate to get back. Um, it's, it's, it's been too long. And I hope um, also being able to feed into help other travelers, um, you know, what it's actually like being a Brit going back into the U uh, S and uh, I'm, I'll then be um, probably hopping on a a, 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 um, 
no frills as we call them flight down to um uh, down to florida after that to uh, get a bit of much needed sun and uh, i think um, the 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 looking at the uk appetite it's going for new york it's going for orlando in florida going for las vegas in a huge way oh yeah just love that place and <laughs> uh, to to the west coast in particular los angeles simon calder the senior travel editor of the independent VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Then, if you want to know anything about Dublin, then Paul O'Congola is the man to know. He's the travel editor of the Irish Independent, and he's literally written the book, or books, on Dublin. I'll talk to him about the resilience and re-emergence of Ireland during the pandemic, and what lessons were learned, as well as applied, and why people are now traveling to places, even in Ireland, they've never heard about before. Joining me now, someone who knows just a little bit about Ireland. He's the actual travel editor of the Irish Independent, Paul O'Connella. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Peter. How are you keeping? Good. Now, you're talking to me today from County Galway, but uh, you are Mr. Dublin. You're the guy who wrote all the secrets of Dublin uh, when you were writing for the, for the National Geographic folks. And, you know, being the travel editor for the Independent, it must be weird that you haven't traveled in 20 months. Yeah, that's right. Now, I've been all over the island. Every chance I've gotten when we've been released from various lockdowns over the last uh, 20 months, I've been exploring around Ireland, but I have not been on an airplane in 20 months. I'm looking forward to getting back on one next week, but it's just sort of bit by bit. We're getting the kids back to school, getting back to the offices, getting back on public transport, and I am going to take off and go to Spain <laughs> next week. <laughs> well, before you go to Spain, let's talk about what you've done for the last 20 months, because like you... In my country, we've spent a great deal of time doing something that we never anticipated doing, and that's rediscovering our own country. Oh, absolutely. And this isn't just people like you and I. This is everybody. We Because we just could not travel abroad for months and months at a time. When we were released from our lockdowns, we wanted to hit the ground running. We had this pent-up urge to get out there, spend a few nights away, reunite with people we hadn't seen in ages, get those special occasions that we'd missed celebrated. And because, you know, the crowds normally flock to the same places, and your listeners will be well aware of places like Kerry, um, uh, Wexford. But we started to look beyond that. We started to look where we'd find less traffic, less crowds. And I think as a result, there's been two summers and various short breaks in between when people all over Ireland have rediscovered this country, found places they'd never heard of, and they've kind of um, ignited a new passion for it. I think kids who've been out with their families these past 20 months are going to now have lifelong memories that they'll want to take their kids back to. So it's been a really good, you know, that's one positive, let's say, we can take from the pandemic, that we've fallen back in love with Ireland. And what was the biggest surprise for you as you rediscovered the country? So I, I went back to my map and I thought, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go that I haven't been before? And there are, Ireland, you keep finding this. I don't, I'm not sure how often you've been here, but it's a tiny country, but there, it is so big and so easy to get lost in and find new stuff. 
Uh, just a couple of examples. I went to the Salty Islands, which are small, just two little islands off the coast of Wexford. We have every, between April and July every year, flocks of puffins come into those islands and they are absolutely gorgeous to see. I took another road trip. You heard of the Ring of Kerry, but you may not yep. have heard of a place called the Cadia Coast, which is in North Mayo. Stretches along the top of the coastline there past sea stacks, past ancient Stone Age farming fields, past beaches that you won't find another soul walking on. And I just got lost up there in the kind of authenticity of it all, dropping into cafes for scones and a cup of tea and a chat and moving on to have a walk along the cliffs. And I just love that sense of being out and about in an Ireland that I'd kind of missed or become disconnected from and and just just reacquainting it myself with it all over again or maybe even take it for granted right because you know we we, we pass by things all the time we don't stop now we stop I think so. I think you're right. And when, when we, we had our tightest lockdown here was a two kilometer radius from our homes. And we had a period of time where we were all going out and sort of delighting in the bird life and the local nature and finding hidden histories and so on. And that kind of reconnected us with our, our neighborhoods, with uh, the outdoors. Now, we obviously got sick and tired of that and of those 2K. But I think we took that mindset with us when we went out and about around Ireland again. We realized that when we couldn't travel, what we were missing. And I do feel like people are traveling with more intent now, if you know what I mean, kind of looking for a meaningfulness in it, as well as just going to get a lovely hotel break, of course. And there's one more thing. They want to breathe. Yeah, the fresh air. Well, there's no better country for that, let me tell you. Um, I'm, I'm talking to you from Galway here, looking uh, at Loch Carib out the window of my hotel, Connemara is just a few miles down the road. When you find those wide open spaces in Ireland and you get that salty sea air pummeling you in the face, you just breathe it deep into your lungs. That kind of sense of being out and about in nature is, is, is freshly urgent for us now. I don't know if you feel that, but certainly for people who've been in cities on lockdown, I think getting out into the outdoors like that is, is a huge draw and, and certainly lots of that in Ireland. Well, I have an admission to make. I've said it earlier in the show, but I'll say it again. This is one of the few places in the world where I truly feel I sleep the best. It's the air. And, and I find myself falling asleep at all times, which I happen to think is a good thing. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's quite refreshing, and I encourage people to come here. Take a deep breath, and don't be surprised if you're napping uh, before long. We're talking to Paulo Conilla, who's the travel editor of the Irish Independent And if you like me, you love the water. And Ethna Murphy knows a thing or two about where to be on the water, as in lighthouses. There are still 65 operational lighthouses in Ireland, and you can still stay in a few of them. And surprisingly, she'll tell me the best time to stay in one. As many of you know, I just love being on the water. I love being around the water, I love being on boats, but there's something that comes along with that. I also love lighthouses. I love them all around the United States. I, I live on an island in New York where we have one that was built in 1858 and still operates. 
and my next guest knows all about that because she really basically runs the great lighthouses of Ireland. And Ethna Murphy, thank you for coming by. Thank I guess you. I have to ask this question. How many lighthouses are there that are still operational in Ireland? Well, um, there are probably about 65 lighthouses around the whole island of Ireland that are operational, and they serve as part of a network to the overall aids to navigation for the mariner like yourself. And I should tell you this, the lighthouse that I'm talking about in New York, the Farallon mm. Lighthouse built in 1858, it's no longer manned by the U.S. Coast Guard. It's no longer operated by the U.S. Coast Guard. It's maintained now by volunteers. It operates every six and a half seconds. That light goes around. And yet, even though it's not officially an aid to navigation, there's not a boater in the world that doesn't still use it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, amazing actually. When I was talking to my colleagues in Irish Lights, and they're the Lighthouse Authority for the island of Ireland, um, many have said to me that despite modern technology, and despite the fact that you can actually, you know, navigate the seas using technology, that most mariners do a heads up, heads down, oh. and it's heads up for the lighthouses. <laughs> You know, friends of mine always say, when in doubt, forget GPS, look for the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, the lighthouses here, some of them you can stay in. Yes. Right? Which is the coolest thing of all, mm -hmm. right? Some of them are hard to get to. Very. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you really have to be determined to get to that lighthouse. Absolutely. Um, I suppose what has happened in recent times, which has been fantastic for, you know, the Irish tourism officer uh, offer around the coast, is that Irish lights working with communities like the example you gave in um, near your hometown in the States, um, have worked with communities to help them develop tourism offers at the lighthouses around the coast. So a number of the lighthouses, as you say, you can stay in. Now, when you're staying in those lighthouses, you're staying where the lightkeeper and his family and generations before him lived, you know, as the lightkeepers had to be on site all the time to tend to the light. And then in others, they're open as visitor attractions. So we would have about 14 lighthouse experiences around the coast of Ireland all offering, I suppose, um, slightly different things, but the core thing is, one, they're inviting people in to really, you know, experience what is special about that place. Two, in the visitor attractions, they learn an awful lot about how lighthouses work in the past and in the present. Okay, I have to ask the question, any haunted lighthouses? <laughs> uh, you know, Come, what there, is it they You're say? hesitating, I think the answer <laughs> might be yes. Um, I have uh, recalled staying in one or two myself where, um, you know, people were saying, did you hear that noise last night? Um, and there have been a few stories associated with some of the lighthouses. Um, but uh, yeah, it adds to the mystery. It adds to the intrigue. And uh, it's something, you know, that's very special. I think it's the sound of the sea, though, Peter. You know, when you're staying there and you're in a bedroom beside, you know, the light beaming into your bedroom and the coast and the sea, you know, the, all that weather outside. I actually think the best time to stay in a lighthouse is the winter, not the summer. I'm right there with you. I want yeah. to be there in a storm. Yeah, yeah. I do. You feel really protected because that's what they do anyway. And um, you feel, I suppose, part of, you know, the elements, but you're cosy inside. <laughs> now, we, we have, a, you know, a, an image of what a lighthouse should look like 
You also have an upside-down lighthouse. Oh, yeah, we do, yes. On Rattlin Island, in, um, off the coast of Northern Ireland, off the coast of Antrim, uh, the lighthouse there, one of the lighthouses, because there's three lighthouses, but the lighthouse that's open to the cu- public is called Rattlin West Light. And it's positioned at a very high point on the island. And when it was being constructed, I think they realised that the light had to be, it couldn't be at the top because it would miss the mariners. So it had to be, you go down, and it actually is at the bottom of the lighthouse, but beaming out to sea. Very, very It truly unusual. is upside down. It is upside down. You go in the door and you work your way down instead of up. Now, if you do want to go and stay in a lighthouse, is there a website people need to know about? Yes. Great Lighthouses of Ireland. So it's uh, greatlighthouses.com. That's it. It's our website. Um, We have great following on social media. And um, we are constantly publishing stories about the lighthouses. So from Hookhead in uh, Wexford, the oldest operational lighthouse in the world. My thanks to Ethna, to Paul and to Simon. And my thanks to you for listening to this special Ion Travel podcast from Ireland. For more conversations with the world's leaders in travel, as well as answers to your travel questions, be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. And for all the breaking travel news, you don't need the luck of the Irish to simply log on to petergreenberg.com. Special thanks to our sponsors at Clear. Enroll in Clear at clearme.com slash Peter and zip through busy airports nationwide. Hey, Prime members, Peter Greenberg here. You can listen to Ion Travel ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, and you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. And before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here. You're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery+. Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.